This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's a big deal for a lot of people. There's hundreds and hundreds of millions of people on Twitter each and every single day. I mean, there's not a politician on the planet who's not on there pretty actively. Um, they, some of them use it extremely effectively. Some of them don't use it that much at all, but they're on there. Um, news breaks on there, uh, all kinds of things. We, you know, it's become sort of, uh, well, Elon Musk calls it the town square. Uh, that's what, uh, that's how he sees it. And in a lot of ways it is now, not everybody's on it. Not everybody wants to be on it, but those who are definitely you can see how it is that way. Now, all the concern about Twitter is because it's been, it was created by Jack Dorsey. There's been a board of directors that have run it, and it's, you know, you know all kinds of stories. The booting of Donald Trump, the banning of this person, the, all the discussion around Twitter. Well, now Elon Musk has come forward with a $44 billion takeover bid, and the board of directors of Twitter has said, yeah, okay, we accept your offer. Doesn't mean it's a done deal at this point because uh, it still has to go to the shareholders. It has to go to regulators, not only in the U.S., but in all the countries where Twitter operates, which is all the countries. So, I mean, it's pretty far down the road. It's a tremendous amount of money, and it looks like, you know, it's a good start. Anyway, he's, he's certainly on some solid footing. And uh, perhaps by the end of this year, Elon Musk will be the sole owner of Twitter. And he says he'll get rid of the shareholder setup. He'll he'll take it private, um, and it will be his toy to do with as he sees fit. And that has a lot of people extremely concerned, for good reason. Um, let's find out if there's two sides to this. I mean, I, I understand the concern, but maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're going to chat with Dr. Annabel Kwan Hase, who is a professor of information and media studies and sociology at Western University. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate chatting with you once again. Oh, well, thank you so much, Shade, for having me. Now, this story has a lot of people really, really up in arms and very, very concerned. Um, and I think part of the reason is Musk himself is a polarizing figure. Twitter itself is a polarizing platform. So you've got these two coming together. You throw in his rather long and complicated relationship with Twitter, and people are sort of wondering, What's going on here? What's the end play? What is Elon Musk's motivation? Do you think that's part of the, the question? Why is he doing this? Well, I think you've used all of the right, you know, uh, keywords here. Polarizing figure. Yeah. Uh, visionary, though, I would add to that. So I think for sure, when we look at the motivation, this is very personal for Musk. I mean, he's made it very clear. Um, it's not like Tesla. It's not meant to be, you know, like a profit-making business. Uh, rather, this is about how he sees democracy, how he feels Twitter should be run. He's been frustrated with Twitter for a long time. And I think he sees the only option he sees to kind of dictate how Twitter will operate. And I mean, when I mean dictate here, really, in terms of the kind of nuance, like even at the level of the algorithm, is by him actually taking it over. He's called Twitter the digital town square. That's how he's characterized it. And he says, you know, matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. And he thinks 
all viewpoints should be welcome, at least for now. That, that's been his statement on Twitter as of yesterday. He's talked about free speech, making Twitter more free. Um, any idea what that might look like? Is he just going to be completely hands-off? I mean, it's, it's entirely up to him, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Shade. So, I mean, the first thing is it's important to kind of look at this historically. I think, you know, when um, Elon Musk made these kinds of, you know, broad statements, uh, people may be thinking, oh, th- this is fantastic. But Twitter, in fact, has been, you know, I mean, as he says, the public town square. So it's important to understand that, you know, he's not taking Twitter or he's not wanting to take it necessarily into a completely new direction. Like he wants Twitter to continue in its role. So, I mean, that that is the first important thing, is that Twitter does support uh, free speech. You know, anybody can make an account and voice their opinion. I think what he's looking at here is really a number of things. It's a, it's a reduction in regulation, so that's important. Uh, but also, he said some things that I think sound pretty good, like, you know, a change in terms of how transparent Twitter yes. is. And I mean, I think a lot of users and a lot of researchers were very frustrated with the black box design of a lot of these technologies where we have no idea what the algorithm is. So I think that's one important thing is that he said that he wants to open up that algorithm. Well, explain to me if you can the algorithm, because when I when I take a look at Twitter, um, to me, it seems like the only thing that I'm going to see on Twitter is things that I choose to see. I, I select who I'm going to follow. I mean, I understand if you get into trending and all the rest, you can go off down on a rabbit hole. But in terms of what you see in your newsfeed, don't you have pretty good control over that on Twitter? Well, that is the thing. I mean, I think what Elon Musk is proposing is exactly that, for us to have a much greater understanding of what exactly are we seeing? Are we only seeing who we're following? Um, what is being pushed toward us? So, those push notifications, the trends, I mean, they are really algorithmically based. So simple things like moving geography will give you different trending, you know, uh, topics and so on. So I think he's proposing to provide just greater transparency of how that all works and who's banned and when. Um, But I mean, that has a lot of repercussions because, you know, as users, we're sometimes actually happy to have an algorithm you know, remove content that is inappropriate or, you know, bullying, for example. Mm-hmm. And so I think that tweaking the algorithm is always, you know, really complicated and there are always advantages and disadvantages. So, but greater transparency certainly, I think, is welcome. The other thing he's talked about that I think a lot of people are kind of excited about is removing bots and anonymous users. I think a lot of people have complained that it's the anonymity and the bots that contribute to the the toxicity of Twitter because people say things they would never say if they had to put their name or their face to it. What do you think about making anonymous accounts a thing of the past? Well, I think that's a really good point, Shade, and I think there's two important things to kind of note here. One is, you know, not all bots are the same. So I rely on Twitter on bots because one example is I'm really interested in anything reports that get published, researchers who give talks on disinformation on social media. So I follow bots. So I have bots that actually will alert me to reports that are important to my work. So I rely a lot on bots because I don't have time to be kind of searching and trying to find everything that gets published in that topic. So good bots are a good thing. (laughs) What we do want to get rid of is the bad bots that that are spamming the Twitter environment with advertisement or repeated information. So I think 
first of all, being to identify good and bad bots would be a good start. And Twitter already does some of that. So I think, you know, maybe Elon Musk wants to take that a step further, which is welcome. Now, in terms of the anonymity, I, I think, I don't know, I, I feel like he's overemphasizing that. I mean, only about 6% of accounts on Twitter are anonymous. And Twitter already, you know, asks users when they create an account to verify a lot of their information. So I'm not really sure that that will, you know, that that is really a big problem currently on Twitter. Hmm. I think he should be focusing on very different problems. And I think what he should be looking for is much more what you're talking to toxicity. So can we reduce harassment? Can we reduce hate speech? Uh, Can we remove, you know, uh, tweets that incite violence? I think to me, that would be a lot more important and have greater social impact. And I think a lot of the concern that people have is, okay, you've got a billionaire who now is going to be in sole control, entirely up to anything that crosses his mind, controlling this massive social media platform that affects things around the world. Um, Is that a a legitimate concern? I mean, obviously, we've already got that in a lot of instances with some of these other social media platforms and media outlets. We already have extremely rich, powerful people with a tremendous amount of control. Is this just one more example or is this one a little bit different? Oh, and I think in some ways it's absolutely just a continuation of that. I think the reason why a lot of people are concerned um, is because he's so central. I mean, Elon Musk is a visionary, there's no doubt. I mean, he's really made a deep impact on so many areas of science and technology development, and some of them good, right? So, I mean, I think we're hoping here that, and he said that, that he's willing to do uh, trial and error. So we're hoping here that, his approach um, will be one where he really does have the public sphere in mind. But, of course, the danger here is if you have a single individual making decisions that affect, you know, one of the, you know, social media platforms that has the greatest, you know, global reach and impact. I mean, without anybody really questioning him as, a, as a, such a powerful individual, I think, you know, you want to be surrounded by people that are constantly questioning your decisions and making sure that you're looking at so many different factors. Well, that's, I think, where the worry is. Is that really possible? You know, when, when you're so so central to an organization, are you able to take all those opinions into account? And are people even able to kind of uh, provide him with the advice that he really needs? So, the bottom line... Um are you quitting Twitter? <laughs> are you going to be? I mean, so many people are abandoning the platform. How do you feel about where it might be headed? Well, I, I think it, it's very difficult to say at this point. I think some of his ideas, as I said, I see as positive. I mean, I think certainly um, opening up the algorithm, certainly greater transparency is always welcome. Um, I think people who have left Twitter um, are very disillusioned with social media in general. Um, I think most of us have spent a long time and a lot of, you know, I would say, you know, um, effort building, you know, crafting our network, following, you know, other professionals, journalists. So, you know, we wouldn't give that up, you know, um, you know, that quick. I mean, for me to leave Twitter, it would take a lot. Um, But I think we're all really concerned. I think we're all more watchful. We're you know, we're going to be following uh, Twitter very closely. We don't want Twitter to become another 4chan or one of those, you know, very radical platforms. I think at that point, there's a possibility for a new platform to form where users will gravitate to. And we've seen it in the past. I mean, um, it's not like Twitter will remain central if it doesn't maintain exactly. its um, 
possibility, yeah. People ultimately have the choice. Um, Doctor, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Great insight. Oh, well, thank you so much, Shade. Thank you. That is Dr. Annabelle Kwan-Hase, who is a professor of information and media studies and sociology at University of Western. And she's right. You know, I mean, when you... Musk is, is taking on the risk here in terms of what he's... First of all, Twitter has really lagged far behind Facebook and Google in terms of monetizing what they do. Um, they've never been able to cash in the way that Facebook and Google has. And he says he can fix that and make it profitable. Um, we'll see. And if he doesn't, it's on him. He'll be the one that fails, right? Um so you got $44 billion tied up in this, and we'll see what the reaction is at this point. I mean, if it happens, it's just, I can't get over the fact that so many people, I mean, it was trending on Twitter. This is the best part, too. It's on Twitter trending that leaving Twitter. I mean, just leave Twitter then. Don't You don't have to make an announcement. So, But anyway, that's that's how things go in the social media world.